Player Spellbook. This is a podcast all about the magic of Dungeons and Dragons, starting with the spells in the 5th edition Player's Handbook. Together we're working our way through the spells all the way from cantrips to 9th level spells, discussing their uses for both players and dungeon masters to elevate the magic of your game. I'm your host Derek, and I'm joined this week by my co-host Tim, and this week we'd like to offer you a respite from the drudgery and cares of real life with an episode on false life. Mm-hmm. False life is just so much better. <laughs> it took me a woefully long time to come up with that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, really, when you think about it, this is a fantasy role-playing game. The mm-hmm. whole point of it is for it to be a false life. So really, we're just going to talk about the, the underlying philosophy of Dungeons & Dragons today. Yeah, for sure. Really, Why everyone everyone is casting false life on themselves when they agree to play. <laughs> every, every time you play, you as a player are casting false life on yourself. And you literally gain 1d4 plus 4. <laughs> you <point>. literally <laughs> I don't really know how that works in real life, but just like the, the catharsis, I guess, you know, just yeah. the chance to be in a different person's head, kind of enjoy some agency you don't in real life gives you... Yeah. An average of seven temporary hit points. <laughs> False life, uh, unlike everything we just described, is actually a first-level necromancy spell with a casting time of one action and a range of self. It has verbal, somatic, and material components, with the material components being a small amount of alcohol or distilled spirits. It has a duration of one hour. Bolstering yourself with a necromantic facsimile of life you gain 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points for the duration. When you cast a spell using a spell slot of 2nd level or higher, you gain 5 additional temporary hit points for each slot level above 1st. It's available to the Artificer, Sorcerer, and Wizard classes, as well as the Arcane Trickster Rogue, the Death Domain Cleric, the Eldritch Knight Fighter, the Grave Domain Cleric, the Pact of the Undead Warlock, and those who take the Artificer Initiate, Magic Initiate, Shadow Touched, or Strixhaven Initiate feat. And, finally, it is also available to Warlocks who take the Fiendish Vigor Eldritch Invocation. Yep. Boy, it's a lot to get to. It's like Fairy <laughs> Fire last week. It's like, it's available to a few classes, and also a whole bunch of other people who do whatever random thing they want to get the spell. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, once we finally get to the second level spells, it's just going to be like, oh, man. <laughs> There'll be so much less to say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there one day. Five years. Yeah. So what do you think of the spell? Uh, I don't know how to feel about the spell because I know temporary hit points are great and always helpful. I like that it lasts an hour. I guess my main concern with it is that 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points is an average of 6 or 7, uh, for which, yeah. like, I'm looking at the Armor of Agathis spell, which just gives you 5 and deals an automatic 5 cold damage. Yeah. So, so that's already 10. Well, back and forth, I guess. Well, yeah. It's, it's 5 temporary hit points and 5 damage. Assuming that they hit you with a melee attack, because it only works in melee. But... Right. It seems like it's a it it would be a better spell, especially at higher levels. False life grants you an extra five temporary hit points. Armor of Agathis mm-hmm. grants you an extra five temporary hit points and an extra five damage. 
Yeah. However, it's worth mentioning yeah. that Armor of Agathis is only available to Warlocks, whereas this is available to the Arcane Pastors that aren't Warlocks. <laughs> so right. uh, it, it seems like the Warlocks maybe get a slightly more juiced up version of False Life. Uh, sort of a, mm-hmm. you know, congratulations, you're playing a Warlock. Here's a slightly better spell. <laughs> right, because they have to... It, they don't have as many spells. You slots. don't get as many spell slots, and so yeah, maybe you get you get slightly better spells. Um, it is kind of cool that warlocks can take the invocation to just be able to cast false life at will, though. I like that idea. Yeah, because if mm-hmm. you can cast it at will, temporary hit points don't stack, but you could presumably just keep casting it until you roll four, and so you could always start every fight with eight temporary hit points, mm-hmm. which at yeah. first level is like doubling your hit points <laughs> and, and even then it remains pretty good and probably until you get up into like levels like 13 14 at which point the eight temporary points maybe don't matter as much for <laughs> most of your adventuring career particularly since most campaigns don't go over level 10 starting every fight with eight temporary hit points seems pretty handy yeah for sure yeah so i That's like that use helpful. of it it could be a good quicken spell option for a sorcerer mm-hmm. um just yeah. you know as a bonus action, give yourself some temporary hit points, increase your durability mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Again, like yeah, you mentioned, man. if you see the fight coming, then like Grave Domain Clerics or Eldritch Knight Fighters make a lot of sense, because you know, if you're an Eldritch Knight, you probably want to spend your action hitting things with a sword, <laughs> so you could use one of your spell slots ahead of time to, to give you a little bit of extra um, you know, extra staying power in a fight. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention another reason that Armor of Agathis is a little bit better than False Life is alcohol free. Oh, yeah. It only you requires water. Alcohol to cast it. This requires alcohol, so it, it's better for your waistline. Keep your warlock looking. <laughs> for sure. Those, uh, the, those, those, those are the carbs that sneak up on you, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I can imagine sure. a character that, like, makes their career casting false life over and over again. Um, yeah. Probably ends up a little, you know, a little, little, little pudgy by the end of the campaign. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or starts experiencing yeah. like liver problem. Yeah. You need to work on a mechanic for this. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of your, like your Eldritch Knight fighter, like is constantly mispredicting when the fight's going to be. So he casts false life when he doesn't need to, and, like just ends the adventuring day, totally sloshed. <laughs> i'm gonna get these goblins i'm telling you yeah with all his spell slots he's just trying to cast false life <laughs> cast false trying. life and getting wasted <laughs> that, that is an interesting thing be pretty funny about this i guess spell. it doesn't technically say that it doesn't say it consumes the alcohol nor does it say you have to drink it but i, I like the idea right yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do it where you just like uncork the bottle and like sniff the fumes or something. <laughs> that does the trick. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting that For alcohol sure. is a necessary part of distilling yourself the necromantic facsimile of life. Yeah, it does seem interesting. Like you would think blood, but yeah, it's. Uh, but I guess it's, it's not kind real of an life. odd choice. I guess they already did blood with Bane, so maybe they wanted to try something else, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, like I, I can't think of like the overlap between alcohol and necromancy anywhere else in D and D. Hmm. 
I mean, I guess it like doesn't alcohol have like a preserving effect? Um Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Maybe that's the idea. When you cast a spell, it just kind of summons the false the temporary hit points is this glass jar filled with alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> that just like that you're that you're suspended in that's uh, keeping you safe. Yeah. <laughs> you you preserve yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it shatters when uh when you run out of temporary hit points, yeah. When you run out of hit Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. But this is the part where we find out that that's your uh character idea for this week, isn't it? <laughs> no, it should be 100%. All right. Well, okay. Before we come up with any other character ideas, we should go over to character corner. I have a uh shadow sorcerer called uh Fabian. Um and this is just going to be completely like flavor forward because I think even in the description of a shadow sorcerer, it's like they're getting power from the shadow fell, but the shadow fell is like taking like a little bit of the spark of their life and it actually has a physical effect on them. So, yeah, like your your heartbeat once a minute or something like that, right? Yeah, there's a there's a little chart you can roll off. I thought that Fabian might be someone who before he got this power was extremely extremely attractive and like that's where the Fabian found his identity. And so once he started getting this power, he was excited to have the power or maybe he made a deal to get this power and then now that he has it he's losing like he's maybe he's not even unattractive but he's like uh like paler and like his face is all like sallowed in and he's skinnier and he can't seem to keep on weight the same way that he used to and he's like losing that kind of um that attractiveness that he found his identity in Hmm. and so i've i'm thinking that false life is a way that he bolsters uh his appearance a little bit like he just like uh he he is able to like get his face looking a little bit more flush and a little bit more alive getting back to his old self so he's like a little bit oh, addicted yeah. to like casting false life on himself he's addicted to false life oh that's cool yeah and so i wondered even like if i was playing this with my dm it would be like um maybe even having a mechanic socially with false life so that he has to cast it in order to like do straight roles in like persuasion or something like that or charisma yeah or you could just you could even just role play him as being really sort of like nervous or or twitchy or embarrassed if he doesn't have temporary hit points like he needs them in order to have like the social confidence to right be willing to interact with people and then when he has the temporary hit points he's very charismatic very comfortable very like Mm -hmm. yeah so like complete just flavor but it's a little bit vampiric actually yeah that that sort of like sinister side of uh like having to draw upon this sort of like unholy power but still being like very charismatic and persuasive um when the time is right anyway so in Creature Corner, I 
really like the idea of false life from a like as being like temporary vampirism kind of drawing on the power of vampire but the trouble with vampires is that they actually just regain hit points (laughs) so Mm -hmm. looking at the temporary hit points i was reminded of the battle rager from fourth edition which was a fighter who was all about giving himself temporary hit points to see him through the battle um and so I thought maybe I would try combining those two ideas and come up with a like an undead berserker who uses false life to power himself through the uh, through the battlefield. So I drew on the kind of Nordic mythology of the Draugr, this like undead warrior, and came up with my own Draugr stat block. The Draugr uh, is kind of your sort of standard martial stat block it attacks with a battle axe um it has hide armor and a shield the one thing that's unique about it is that it has the ability to cast false life at will and even more importantly it has a reaction called undead vigor so when the draugr takes damage Mm -hmm. it can use its reaction to cast false life it gains the temporary hit points after it takes the damage from the triggering attack so it gets hit takes the damage then it casts false life and gets the temporary hit points then, Whoa. importantly, its battle axe attack has a special rider that if, it, if the Draugr has temporary hit points, it deals extra damage. Mm-hmm. So I think oh. what's interesting there is uh, you have this kind of, um, this sort of cycle where the Draugr gets hit, gains temporary hit points, and then does more damage on its next turn. So you as the player characters want to hit it once so that it gets its temporary hit points and then hit it again so that it loses them before the start of its next turn. Mm-hmm. So it, it creates this neat little cycle, I think, where hitting the Draugr more than once in a round becomes very important. And so you may try to like take the help action to give somebody advantage just to get rid of those temporary hit points because you really need to connect with that attack. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it creates kind of an interesting um, interesting strategic choice for the DM as well, because in some ways yeah. you're better off waiting until the last hit before the Draugr goes so that it has the temporary hit points when its turn comes around. But mm-hmm. if that last attack is a miss, then the Draugr doesn't get to use its undead vigor and is worse off for it. Um, so wow. I, I like the, the sort of, I like the tactical element that that introduces for both the players yeah. and the dungeon master's side. Um, yeah. And then the, the temporary hit points just make this thing last a bit longer in a fight. The longer the fight goes on, the more temporary hit points it can get. And if you're only hitting it once around, then it becomes a challenge that can stick around for a long time. So if you have two or three of these things, now your player characters are having to like spread their attacks or really focus their attacks and try to take down one before dealing with the others because there's almost no point in fighting multiple at the same time yeah yeah for sure i specifically set it to be challenge two because i want this to be a kind of monster that you face before you have multiple attacks in a round right so it, it maybe more favors things like two weapon fighters or monks because even at that low level you're getting multiple attacks and so you can hit it and then start chipping away at the temporary hit points right away but generally yeah. it requires a little bit more teamwork since everybody only has one attack. Now you do have to make sure you're setting up a one-two punch in order to fight this thing most effectively. Yeah. I also like the flavor of like the false like life is actually giving it more strength. Yeah, that it is drawing on some kind of like 
necromantic well of power that is yeah like, so it's, it, it's it's juicing basically it's uh, yeah it's not just like a shield that's giving it more hit points it's actually like it's, it's more attacks strength. do more damage because yeah. it's juiced up yeah 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 i think that's yeah cool. i think it's a cool uh cool idea you could maybe have like a draugr warband being led by a white from the monster manual um, which could make kind of an interesting mm-hmm. sort of like one is you have maybe a, a slightly more tactical undead that's then leading these sort of like berserker army um that could uh that could make for a pretty interesting mm-hmm. encounter yeah but yeah, it's it's in that it's in that uh, sort of low level where a Draugr alongside like ghouls or ghasts could also work. Maybe they're these Draugr are have like slain a bunch of mortals and now ghouls are like feasting on them, and you come across the the scene and have to fight them both. Uh, because if the ghouls manage mm-hmm. to paralyze you, then the Draugr's battle axe attack is super deadly if they have any temporary hit points. Um, so that could be another neat thing where you have to right. keep the ghouls in check while also trying to focus fire on the Draugr. Well, if you're interested in sure. the Draugr, you can go ahead and check it out at the DMs Guild. There's a link in the description of the podcast. Uh, and while you're there, you can check out some of our other titles under Griffin Games. We've released uh, compilations of NPC stat blocks, of monsters, of magic for dragons, uh, of different homebrew diseases, all sorts of stuff, um, which we think will be really useful for your game. Yeah, and follow us on X at Player Spellbook. That's Player Spellbook with one S. And join us next week for Featherfall. That's right, Tim. And if you're a big fan of Featherfall, well, we promise to let you down gently. In the meantime, spell you later. <laughs>